Welcome to Books of Bisexuals, uh, where we talk about books that we've read or that we've loved, and um, wherever our neurodivergent brains take us. I am Brianna. And I'm Nikki. And we <laughs> pressed record, and then and it, it did just nothing like, It, like, hesitated for a very long time. Like, usually when I hit the record button, it goes, it bing, and, and then, then we start. But, like... It was a good five seconds. Of <laughs> yeah. We just stared at the screen like, uh, is this going to start? <laughs> We've also spent like at least half an hour just like chatting, catching up. Catching it's been up. two weeks since we saw yeah. each other because I was away last week. Yeah. Um. So we had we had some things that we couldn't necessarily like talk about or with whatever. the world yet. Yeah. But, um, but we needed to talk about with each with each other. And so yeah. that was really lovely. Um, yeah. And we're both sitting here drinking coffee with some pumpkin spice oh, creamer so because it's, it's fall. fall. Like, um, my birthday is the end of summer for me and not for anyone else, but my uh, birthday. For me too. Like, and <laughs> yeah. I think even before I knew you, I'm just like, no, no, like this is when fall starts. Mid-August like, is fall now. Yeah. Like time yeah, for yeah. spooky things. Spooky season has begun. Like, yeah. like <laughs> this is it. I've always felt, I. it's so weird, but I've always felt like my birthday, like, and summer, now it's fall. Because yeah. fall is my, like, favorite. It's my fucking favorite. I just, it's my yeah. favorite season of all time. Yeah. Um, I'm unapologetically that basic white girl who loves fall yeah. and sweaters and pumpkin spice and yeah. all of those things. Um, I loved those things before they were labeled. So. Yes, before they were labeled as basic. Yeah. Those are things that I enjoyed. Yeah. Fall um, has always been my absolute favorite. I wish I could live somewhere that was fall. Yeah, like all like, year round. I, well, I was going to say that, but then I was like, maybe nine months of the year fall. Yeah. Because if you have it all the time, then you don't appreciate it as That's much. true. That's true. But I would really just love for it to be fall. And I think why I love fall so much is that like the days are still kind of temperate and warm. Yeah. So you still get to wear like... T-shirts. T-shirts and, like, cute things, but they're not so warm that you're, like, sweating your balls off. Yeah. Um, And then the nights are chilly enough to have, like, like campfires and wear sweaters and roast marshmallows and do all of those things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The funny thing is, is, like, the other day when I first had pumpkin spice, because I think think we bought this on Sunday. Nope, Monday morning. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Monday morning. Yeah. Time is weird. We got back from Toronto on Friday at, like, lunchtime, and I thought it was Sunday all day. So, like, yeah. Um, And so, yeah, so I had it Monday morning, and my first sip, I literally, like, my whole body just filled with that feeling of the crisp fall. And, like, The cozy. Like, the, the, I don't know if you feel it but like when it's back to school season like I just yeah. have this there's newness nostalgia. in the air yeah like I feel more excited and like full of resolutions in yeah. September than I ever do in January oh no because January is the middle of my seasonal Ooh. depression yeah right like it's also I'm the not middle of like goals the school year yeah. you know yeah um, September is the start of my year it every feels year. fresh and new and mm-hmm. just like I could do anything yeah but, but also, like, I work in a retail environment, mm, so seasons change months early. earlier. Yeah. So, like, we're already into back-to-school stuff. Like, we're about to change into fall. Favorite. Like, fall one or fall two now. So, like... I saw Halloween candy at Superstore. Yeah, we've got lots of Halloween books, lots of Halloween stuff. We're yeah. about to start getting all of our, like, Christmas trade as well. Oh, my We usually God. get that at the end of August, early September. So. Right. Yeah. Which is yeah. not as early as Costco. 
Oh, no, they already have, like, Christmas trees and stuff. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, Oh, yeah. I got a Costco membership. you did. And I'm so excited about it. And we went for the first time the other day. Like, I think I've been in a Costco maybe once in my life. Wow. Before this. Okay. Like, we just, you know, we never really had the extra to get the membership and, like, you know. Um, but my family went splitsies with me. We got the best membership money can buy, basically. You got the 120, like the, yeah, the black the, card. Yeah, ex- exclusive yeah. or whatever it's called. Dad always loved showing that card because he was like, I feel so Look at me. fancy and exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, or is it executive? I don't oh, know. Oh, executive. Yeah, it's executive. Yeah. I'm like, I know it starts with an E. Yeah. Um, and it's a black card. But we went for the first time and we spent literally almost two hours just looking at everything they had to offer. Um, looking Books like are cheap there. complete noobs oh. being like, <laughs> like, look at that price. Ah! <laughs> So it was um, good. We spent a lot of money there, but um, go back for a while. we don't have to go back for a while. Yeah. Did so. you go with your mom and your brother too? No, they got COVID. No. Oh my God. I forgot. I haven't told you about this. Yeah. So um, oh. I went in and I like bought the card and put my brother as like the second person in my household. Yeah. Um, and I was like, cool. Like all you have to do is like go into the Costco and they're going to take, take your, picture. your picture and then give you a card. Um, and then I like didn't get a text back from them and I was like, that's weird. I'll just like text them later. And then, um, in our family group chat, they're like, so Nick has COVID. And like a day later, they're like, and mom mom has COVID. (laughs) And then my sister and her partner, Kayla got COVID also like unrelated. Totally unrelated. They live so far away. Because they live in Cape Breton. Yeah. Um, so far away. Just like everyone in my family all got COVID at the same time. And I was like, what is happening in the world? So, um, yeah, they haven't, yeah, they're feeling fine. Um, they've all tested negative now. So like, they're good to go. But like, (laughs) it was just this moment where I was like, yay, Costco membership. And then my whole family got COVID. (laughs) I was like, oh, (laughs) one fell swoop. Right. And uh, so this Costco membership, like the whole talk spawned from Brianna saying that she loved the um, Taylor the Farms. Taylor Farms salads yeah, from the, the grocery particularly store, particularly the dill, the dill one. Mm-hmm. And I love the everything bagel one. And like, I know for a fact they don't have that one at Costco. But like at the grocery store, they're six forty nine a bag. Yeah. And at Costco, they're, they're like three fifty for four dollars three ninety nine. Sure. Okay, but like, but also. They're, like, one step better than yeah. the grocery store ones. I think they're a little bit bigger or a little bit fuller. They're more... So, fresher. the grocery store dill pickle has, like, the ranch dressing and, like, breadcrumbs, okay? Right. But then Costco's has the ranch dressing, breadcrumbs, a dill, like, seasoning, and feta cheese. So, like... And it's from the same company. It's the same company. So, you um, get more... Oh, no. You get more for less. Yeah. And I was like, damn. Because we had it. I didn't even look at it. I was just like, whatever. Like, I'm buying this. I don't care. Like, you yeah. know, $4 for a thing that I usually get for six fifty. Yeah. Right. And um, and then we got home. We were eating it. And I was like, what? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, so. And feta is like a fermented cheese. So I, I think... It doesn't usually affect, like, lactose intolerant people no, as much. No. I, I don't have much of a problem with it. Um... But it is like it is technically a softer cheese, mm-hmm. um, 
but because like the harder the cheese, the less lactose. Oh, just is that naturally. How it works? Oh, yeah, because the bacteria that makes cheese uh, eats lactose. Um, like, oh, as, so then it's eating the sugar right. of the cheese, and so the cheese gets harder as it eats more of the lactose. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um. Cool. So that was a fun fact that I found out when I was like, you know what? I think it is lactose. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But we spent like two fifty five, yeah, on stuff, yeah. and it's already like just making a difference. We yeah. haven't had to go to the like main grocery store. Like I think we went last night because we wanted a couple things to make our halloumi wraps. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, and like some things are not cheaper at Costco. I yeah. can tell you, avocados not cheaper. Not cheaper. Go to Giant Tiger. They're cheapest but, there. If you look at the price per unit, yes. um, because like it's going to be a little bit of sticker shock when you look at it and you're like, uh, $15. $15. <coughs> but for example, we got a 12 pack of Kraft Dinner for about $15. Right. But each of the boxes is actually 50% more than a box you can get at the grocery, grocery store. store. So they're so like, you're getting 18 boxes. Yeah, for really cheap. For less than a dollar a box. <laughs> yeah. Which is not what you'll get at the grocery store. No. No. Um, so you know how I have... For those of you listening, if you haven't been catching up on my <laughs> breakfast for... I think it's literally been the last three months or so. Yeah. Like, it has been my breakfast every day. It was baguette, pate, and cheese. Mm-hmm. But then when we went to Toronto, we picked up some of those no-name rice chips, rice Ooh, crackers, because I love yeah. them. And I was like, well, maybe maybe these would be good because it's rice instead of bread and everything. Mm-hmm. I find gluten is just... Gluten like, I'm, I'm sensitive. I'm not, yes, you know... I'm not, like, intolerant. No. I get rosacea. I get red, yeah. Yeah. Like the redness um, from I get it. a bit of bloating, but, like, no pain or anything. Just, no. You know. Just, like, I probably shouldn't eat it. Yeah. But, like, I can. But yeah. I probably shouldn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And so we bought the rice <coughs> chips, and then I was like, oh my god, this is delicious. Mm-hmm. So then when we got home, I also bought more rice crackers. But I, whenever I buy a pate, I buy the President's Choice one. The black pepper one is my favorite because it's just very smooth. It's mm-hmm. all like chicken liver. There's no pork in it, so it doesn't have that flakes of ham texture. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. But anyway, um, here it's $4.99 for a 150-gram package. Yeah. And I'm like fine like it i it lasts me like three or four days it's what i want it's worth it it's right? what I want. i'm gonna eat it yeah it's, it's worth not the gonna money. go bad yeah so then when we went to the wall 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 to <laughs> toronto um we were like a 12 minute walk from a real canadian superstore yeah um it's just the name of it and whenever i say superstore in ontario they're like i'm like blah blah Love. Yeah. So we went to the real Canadian superstore and I was like, oh my God, pate. And then I was like, oh my God, it's only $4.49 here. I was like, this is wicked. 50 cents cheaper. 50 cents cheaper. And I'm in a bigger city. Like, this is wicked. Also, in the grocery store, bought um, uh, Jacob's Creek Moscato, Rose yeah. Moscato, for $10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. $10. When we went to Montreal, that was the thing that, like, we got liquor so cheap when you're there. Like, and grocery stores sell what like they call the light, like, soft like, yeah. liquor. So, like, wine, wine beer. beer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was so cheap. I was like, because I think, this, I think the, the sticker said $12 or $13, which I was already like, oh, like, that's damn, really cheap. Because and usually it's, like, $16, 17 Yeah. And then I think... 
PC members must have gotten a discount. Yeah. But it was funny because we did self-scan and I scanned it and it immediately said, help is on the way. I was like, what? what? And he came over they have to check that I'm 19. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I had my pate in Toronto. It was lovely. Continued my routine. Came home, went to buy groceries. It's now 5.49 here. Bitch. I was like, what the fuck? No. What? Like, reasonably, it's like 50 cents more now. Yeah, but like, but like but you experienced 50 adult? cents less. Yeah. So. Not only that, um, I buy the plain skier yogurt. Mm-hmm. I use it to make dips if I want it. Yeah. I mix protein powder in it and make a pudding. Like, because it's got 20 grams of protein in a serving. Like, it's just amazing. Yeah. And I don't even think it was a year. I don't even think it was a year ago. Maybe a year and a half ago. Um, you could get two of the 450 gram, tu- 500 gram tubs, two for $8. Yeah. It's like, cool. Fine. Like they're $4.99 each. So cool. Saves me two bucks. Then they went up to four or two for eight fifty. Okay. And I was just like, oh, like, all right. Fine. <laughs> we went to get groceries the other day. Now they're two for $9. And I'm like, what is that? Ha- and you're well, right. I know inflation. that it's only 50 cents. I know. But like, and, and I like, know it's only 50 cents, but like, but it's 50, if it's 50 cents, cents on everything. Yes. On everything you buy, like everything in the grocery store that you yeah. buy, it, an extra 50 cents means yeah. that it's an extra $100. $100 right. <laughs> and so we looked at the price for like the tall tub, mm-hmm. which is 907 grams. It's a weird number. It's 907 grams. And I'm like, Such okay, so I'm number. getting less than a kilogram, which is what I would get over here for $9. But this one is only $7.99. Or maybe it was like yeah. $6.99 or like, $7.49. Like, but it was cheaper. And I was just like, that's worth it to me. Because like, and, and I guess also to me, I was like, well, I guess it's less plastic too. I don't have two tubs. I just have one, one tub. tub. But like, oh. Yeah. The biggest um, where... Okay, so we're about to go into another, like, recession. Sure we are. <laughs> it's um, fun. All of the economists are like, yep. It's coming. It's coming. Don't, yeah. Like, don't you worry. Yeah. Uh, but actually do worry. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so one thing that I can say with grocery shopping is that it's really important to look at the price per, per unit. And that's what we did. It's on the, like, the tag. Like the price tag. <clears throat> um, that's on, like, the shelf in the grocery store. You should be able to see, like, a... Some sort of number grams. per whatever. Yeah. So like per unit, per 100 grams, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, and if you look at that from different like brands and stuff, you can find your best actual value. Yeah. Um, and please know if you don't already that often no name or president's choice or it's um, actually the compliments brand. It's exact the same, same thing. It is yeah. made in the same factory. It is just in a different package. Yeah. And so, the, like, and admittedly, like, the only thing that I'm like, I can't do no name yeah. is ketchup. Yeah. No name ketchup is not the same. For us, it's um, because we buy a very particular kind of peanut butter, we have mm. to buy Kraft because yeah. they're the only person who make that specific peanut butter. Yeah. Because it's like the yellow, extra creamy. Oh, yeah. yeah. We buy natural peanut butter. So, yeah. like, yeah. But, um, yeah, like... Dad used to tell me that because he worked at Farmers for years, it's like the same 20 thing. years, and he would watch them in the factory 
Like, he delivered milk, but he would watch in the factory. Like, the farmer's sour cream containers would go through the machine, and then the no-name no would, would come through, through the yeah. same machine. Um, and value brands, like, that's what those are yeah. called. They're called value brands. They're yeah. often, um, like, just as good, if not better. Like, I know that Costco's proprietary brand, Kirkland, Kirkland is is always going to be the leading brand yeah. in whatever they're selling. Yeah. So if it's, like, cheese, it's going to be the best cheese you can buy I, I trust Kirkland brand. Yeah. So much. And that's part of their, like, that's part of Costco's, like, mission mm-hmm. statement is basically to have the best proprietary yeah. blends of everything. So. Yeah. So, anyway, all this to say, check your labels. Check your labels. Uh, check, like, ingredients, too, because sometimes the only mm. difference between a premium brand and another brand is, like, one ingredient. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, someone did that for skincare. Yeah. They, they compared, like, a, like, a... Like a lower class, quote unquote, quote lower unquote, class, yeah. like face value wash. Brand yeah, value like... brand, like face wash or moisturizer with like a high end one. And it was almost exactly the same. Yeah. Ingredient wise. I don't know about amounts and stuff. And like, like I don't know enough about it. Feel free to shop brands if that's what makes you feel comfortable. Yeah. But also know that you can shop those store brands for a lot cheaper. Yeah. And they're usually the same thing. And if you go to the store first thing in the morning or last thing at night. 50% 50% off. 50% off. Um, yeah. fi- first thing in the morning sometimes works really well because they've been marking stuff down overnight. Yeah. So there's more. Especially like baked goods, breads, that kind of Meat, thing. Meat. Um, salads, bag salads yeah. a lot of the time. But end of day as well. Can, yeah. You can find lots of like 50% yeah. off. We don't shop in the middle of the day. We shop first yeah. thing in the morning or last thing at night. Which I know like not everyone can do. But um, I we went grocery But if you can. If you can. We went shopping one day and we used the green bins. Mm-hmm. And our groceries fit in the two green bins. Like we didn't have any extra bags. They weren't, like, overflowing. Like, yeah. sure, they came above the, the rim a little bit, but, yeah, like, they weren't but... overflowing. And it was $160 in groceries. Yeah. And on the receipt, it shows you how much you saved from, like, 50% off stuff and from like things being on sale and, and all that, that sort of, of stuff. Yeah. We saved $100. Damn. I looked, I'm like, this is not $260, $260 worth of groceries. <laughs> yeah. And this is one week for two people. Yeah. Like, I... It blows my mind. I remember at university, I budgeted $40 a week for groceries for myself, and I had no problem. And I was in Sackville, New Brunswick, where prices were higher because mm-hmm. it was a small town. Yeah. And we had two grocery stores. We had a co-op and a save-easy. Like, there was... I actually... I meant to check it out. Haligonia, I think it was, shared an article that um, they compared today's grocery prices to the prices in 2013. Oh, yeah. And I didn't look at it. <clears throat> and, like, sure, I know that, like, inflation and, quote-unquote, wages have gone up and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. I, I say, quote-unquote, because, like... Have in, they? Have they? In 2013, they were arguing about 15 dollar minimum wage and we still are (coughs) but in 2013 that was a livable wage and now it's not yeah i think the um livable wage now is around 25 dollars yeah i was gonna say 24 24 25 yeah yeah so yeah oof and i guess that answers my question the other day i was like how can i be working this much and not making enough to live Mm -hmm. and i was like oh wait (laughs) that's why Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. That was... No hate to Indigo. They're doing the best they can. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, I know. Um, that was one of the things that actually Andrew and I noticed when we were in Toronto and we were on transit. Because we transited everywhere. Mm-hmm. No one looks fucking happy there. 
Absolutely everyone, not. Everyone looks just miserable. Like, they're just going through the motions of their day. And I remember reading a story of, of a woman who, she and her husband, they had two kids, and both of them were working, and they had really good jobs and really good pay, but because they were living in Toronto, it they, was, they were still paycheck to paycheck. Like, yeah. they couldn't actually afford to move out of Toronto. They couldn't afford to one of them go back to school. Yeah. Like they couldn't afford any of that. So it was just like they were completely stuck. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't. And I like I know people here live that way. And like I feel like I live that way too sometimes where I'm like, okay, how do I how do I make a change in something? And it's like what do I give what up? What do I give up? Yeah. In my life. Yeah. Like and like because Andrew and I are both very like we don't have fixed income. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, you know, we, we have to make a change because our situation changes. Yeah. You know, like, I have five students drop out of lessons. Cool. Like, that's quite... That's a fair amount of money right? a month. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, it's just, it's very scary. And I hate that corporations are putting people in this position for profits. Yeah. 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 Anyway. All right, books. books? Yeah. <laughs> um, I did what I said I was gonna do. I finished the book. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, I um, like I was reading every day, and I took it on transit with me, and and everything. Honestly, transit is the oh. best. If if oh. you can like read, read in a moving car, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it because transit just takes so long to get anywhere, no matter where you are yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um. Except for maybe, like, Japan. I think they have, like, yeah. bullet trains and stuff. Oh. But, like, anyway. Yeah. Um, in the Western world, for sure, transit just, like, takes up a lot of your time. Yep. It so. took us at least an hour to get anywhere. That's when, like, audiobooks are great as well. Yeah. Like, if you can't read, read. You can listen. You can listen. Yeah. Um, and so I finished The Vulture by Frederick Ramsey. Yeah. Um, How was it? It was, I'm gonna, like, it was a good book. It, yeah. It was so well written. Um... Because like I was saying last time, every time the perspective changed, the narration, even though it was in third person, had a bit of coloring based on who whose was. perspective yeah. it was. And so that I thought was really cool. I also really enjoyed like, you know, it, it changed perspective within chapters. And so it would be looking at the perspective of like Ike Schwartz, the detective, and they would be like hatching a plan to search for the cop that 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 had um facilitated mm-hmm. the bomb going under his car kind of thing but then at the end of the chapter it would be like a little like the cop in denver had no idea that the so-and-so was lurking yeah. outside and so as the reader you're like fuck like i know that this guy is dead but they don't know that this guy's now dead like and it did that a couple times at the end of chapters mm-hmm. which i they, like, it didn't go overboard in, like, okay, like, I get it, like, predictable, yeah. move on. But it was, like, I think it was just used really, really well. Nice. Um, As I hadn't read, like, this is the 10th book in that series, and I hadn't read any of them, they did a really good job at recalling things that happened in the past, mm-hmm. so that even if you hadn't read them, you still got an idea of the history of these characters. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. And, like, sure, I... Like, I want to go back and read the other nine, which would make 
it even more vivid of a history. Yeah. Like, if I had read them, it would be like, oh, right, yeah, that happened. I remember that. Versus learning it for the first time. Yeah. Um, But I was waiting for a really big twist. Because, like, I usually do in, like, thriller, Thrillers, detective kind of novels, yeah. novels and stuff. And, like, there... I can't even say it was a twist. Like, there was, like, an element to this guy's life, hidden secret life, that when it was revealed, I was just like, yeah, that tracks. Like, like it wasn't, like, a big, oh, my gosh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. And so I feel like because of that, as much as I want to read the other nine books, I'll probably read the first one and second one and see... If they follow that same trend or if there are some twists involved. Because, mm-hmm. like, I really like a good twist. I don't yeah. like knowing the ending when, you when I'm reading it. Yeah, yeah. right? So, I mean, it's good. Like, it was good. It was a nice read. It wasn't a hard read. The chapters are really short. Like, I think most of the chapters are between four and seven pages. Mm-hmm. And so that also helped keep me motivated because I was like, like, oh, my oh, God, I, I read another, another chapter. chapter. Yeah. yeah. So... And there were like 43 chapters or something. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, and then I started a new book. So this mm-hmm. is this is another book I picked up at the library on the free book cart. And it's called Faded by S.G. Brown. So S.G. Brown also wrote Breathers, which I hadn't read. Um, and it's about... Um, I don't even know what to call it. But like... It's about like fate and destiny and the seven deadly sins and the seven heavenly virtues and like, um, like essentially any personality trait that you could say that you have, mm-hmm. they're all personified and they all kind of deal with people within the world based on like the choices that they make and everything. Um, but fate, um, so fate's a guy and, um, Fate falls in love with a human, which I guess is like a huge no Always no-no. the ultimate no no. Yeah. Like, like if you're a heavenly body, yeah, you don't fall in you love. You don't with fall humans. in love. Like I'm pretty sure like <clears throat> the first the first chapter starts with rule number one, don't get involved. Like yeah. that's the first line of the book. And um and so like it's funny because like fate and destiny, like fate hates destiny because fate's like, man, like Everyone hates me because, like, oh, it's just my fate. Like, fate has yeah. such a negative connotation. But destiny, but destiny has is such like, a, like a, you know, destiny for greatness. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, he like he hates destiny, but also like they get frisky a bunch. Um, <laughs> there's some good humor to it. Um, there's already some things like when I was reading the first chapter, a didn't know fate was a guy yeah. until like the start of the second chapter. It's very clear on the back. Fate has come to hate his job. I was like, apparently I didn't read the back of it. Um, But I thought fate was a woman. I also thought the author was a woman. Oh. But then, again, as you start getting into the second chapter, like, oh, yeah, I need to, yeah. I looked at the back and I was like, oh, it's a guy. Okay. And it started making more sense to the way certain things were written. So, for example, again, the start of the second, nope, at the next, where is it? Oh, yeah. Um, so, fate and destiny are frisky. In a flash of nimbleness and alacrity that only a female can pull off, Destiny's song and my boxers are in the hydrangeas, and her naked body is hovering tantalizingly above mine. She doesn't have a follicle of hair on her flesh. What? The thing about destiny is that she waxes. And I'm just like, ugh. 
I have so many issues with that. Um, yeah. Partially because hairless bodies are prepubescent. Yeah. Which means they're children. They're children. Anyway, that's a whole yeah. other thing. Oh, that was, as soon as <laughs> I, I was just like, <sighs> That's and, something I could rant about later. And like, this, like, I'm only in, when I, what? I, I'm at the start of chapter four. And yeah. it's funny because like after I read chapter one, I texted Brianna. I was like, I'm already in love with this book. I'm at chapter four and I'm like, I don't know if I can keep reading this book <laughs> because of things like that. Like the sentence, the thing about destiny is that she waxes. He uses that same sentence structure. Like that thing about like blank Like the thing is... about blank is blank. Yeah. And then also uses this thing here where it's like... You know, you don't get any choice with me. I'm not into collaboration. And then on three separate lines, think solitaire, think autoerotic, think Henry David Thoreau. Uses that same thing. Same, like, three separate lines, like, like, over and over and over again. Over and over. (laughs) And, like, not even, like, literally on every page. And And it's only, it's only been, like, a chapter. (laughs) Like, and so I'm just, like, Nikki just pointed out. I think, like, five in the first chapter of that same, like, sentence structure. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm just, like... You can be in love with how you write a little bit less, Yeah. So, and I don't know if it's just, like, this character. I don't know if it's the way the author... The thing about Lady Luck is that she has ADD. Like, yeah. like, it's everywhere. And so I'm just like, mm, I gotta be honest. I, I don't know if I'm gonna... Don't read a lot of male authors. I do, The thing about Sloth is that he's narcolept. Like, it's just like... <laughs> okay. Like, when you find something that works, you don't just like... You don't have to beat it to death. Right. Like, repeat it, but don't beat it. Yeah. So, I don't... I don't know. I, I might just... Because I know that the first book of uh, the Ike Schwartz series is down at the Sackville Library, so I might just pick that up and see. Get rid of that one. I don't know if I'm gonna... Like, it has such a great premise in that, like... Yeah, that's how I felt about the accidental pinup. Yeah! I thought that the premise was so good, but then the actual execution of it, I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. Like, if I hadn't been a speed reader, I would have DNF'd that, so did not finish. Like, I would have just put it down and never picked it up again. Yeah, like, it's just... Yeah, I don't... Oh, so anyway, yeah. that's where I'm at with that one. I'm just like, oh man, like <laughs> it started off so well, and then it just became the same thing over and over, and is very much yeah. from the male gaze perspective. I don't that like. I'm just like, mm. we see so much of that in our day to day anyway. Yeah, I don't that, need to see more of that. Yeah, I think that's why I mostly. I mean, like to be fair, I do mostly read romance, and for better or for worse, it's mostly female authors. Right. Um, I think for better. But I think that's... for better. <laughs> but, and, I mean, cleverly or not, the, the author's name is S.G. So, it could it be. It could be. Any gender. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, I just, I just assumed, I guess. And yeah. So. Mm. But I do read a lot of just female authors, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Or non-binary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like, Alexis Hall. Oh. Um, they're, they, them, pronouns. Um, anyway. Yeah. I have been reading a lot of Kindle Unlimited books. So, like, like lots of spicy... Yeah, Mm -hmm. and some, like, really fucked up stuff. Like, just... Okay. So, I finished What's Out for the Bonded, the Bonds That Tie series, which I think I was calling it the Ties That 
bind, but it's the bonds that tie. Oh. Anyway, by Jay Bree. Right. So five books are out so far. Um, and the last one, so the book five is called Tragic Bonds. Um, and book four had ended on like a huge cliffhanger, like a one that I, it was like twelve mm, thirty at night. So that, that TikTok that I sent you was like absolutely yeah. accurate. Amazing. So it was like twelve thirty at night and I finished book four and I went, what the fuck? And <laughs> I've made a grave error. Yeah. And I immediately had to start book five because I was like, I need to know mm-hmm. like what happens. But then I got really involved in the book and I read until three in the morning. Oh my God. So they were great. They're great. I can't wait for book six. Did you finish it at three in the morning? Yeah. Motherfuck. Yeah. Um, so book six comes out this September and I'm absolutely just going to. So in like a week? Uh, yeah, but I think like end of September, oh, okay, so yeah. maybe like a month from now. Because I was like September first is next Thursday. I know, because that's Tristan's birthday. Oh, oh he's turning thirty three. Baby. Oh, I love him so much. I say baby, but like I'm also thirty. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, okay, so part of the reason I got so involved in Kindle Unlimited is that I went on to. Uh, the Facebook group Literature and all of the books that they recommend are basically all available on Kindle Unlimited. Uh-huh. And um, there's this one person, or there's this, like, not one person, there's, like, so many people that recommended this book called Does It Hurt by H.D. Carlton. Um, it's fucked up. And everything that I've read by, because I've now read... Um, I think I'm reading my fourth H.D. Carlton book right now, well, and they're like, they're fucked up. Like, I can't even, <laughs> there's a part, so, spoilers for Does It Hurt, but okay, so Does It Hurt is a story about um, two people that are like, it's like enemies to lovers a little bit, um, but they get shipwrecked on this island, and they have to live with this like creepy lighthouse person, but he like locks them into their room at night like he basically goes you have to be in bed by like 7 p.m don't come out until 7 a.m like he just like locks them into their room um and they hear like what the lighthouse person calls ghosts like they hear like chains like scraping along the floor and like a bunch of other things um and like the whole storyline is like their attraction is there but the world that they're living in is kind of creepy right now um and one of the characters it is revealed later that the ghosts are actually a person um like a chained his daughter actually like in chains walking around the house at night but he got so annoyed by her like talking and screaming that he cut out her tongue and sewed her mouth shut um and then at one point her mouth Okay, they describe in great detail how the, uh, like, skin and stuff around her mouth is, like, rotted, and her mouth pulls the stitches, like, out, and so it's so gross. And, like, every other book I've read by H.D. Carlton has also been really fucked up, Um, so, like, take that how you will, because the next book that I read by them was called Satan's Affair, and it's, like, a novella. That goes before a book called Haunting Adeline. 
Um, and Satan's Affair is about a, a girl named Sybil who lives in a traveling haunted house fair. So she actually lives inside the walls of this haunted house. Um, and is she alive or dead? Oh, she's alive. Okay. Uh, she <laughs> kills people when they smell like demons. Um, so she'll like lure them into the haunted house, and then her five henchmen will like help her kill these people. And then it's revealed later that her henchmen aren't real; they're all uh, up in her crazy brain. Um, and Sybil is just, she's a crazy, like, batshit crazy murderer. Um. Holy. Who, like, you get introduced to a guy named Z, um, who fights against sex trafficking. Which, like, great, perfect. And then in Haunting of Adeline, um, Z is stalking Adeline, um, because he's just so obsessed with her. So he's, like, stalking her. They have some, like, non-con, so, like, non-consensual sexual things. Um, but it's, like, they make it seem like as much as she's going, like, no, don't touch me, she's also, like, yes, touch me. So, like, they're trying to make it, like, okay. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and it's just, so he, like, stalks her in the book. And then at the end of the book, she gets taken away by sex traffickers. And so the second book is called Hunting Adeline. And um, I'm like 70% through that book now. Not like hunting for Adeline, like hunting. Well, Adeline. because he's like trying to find her now that she's with sex traffickers. Right. But they're, it's very graphic, like really graphic about like what happens to her in her like sex trafficking journey. Um, and it's just like really fucked up. So like... major major read the warnings read the like content warnings and also maybe just don't pick them up um because while they're yeah well they've been a fascinating read um I think I'm a little more like desensitized to that kind of thing because I do read like a lot of really varied and really strange books Mm -hmm. um but like who boy these have been incredibly dark and incredibly graphic so wow yeah so that's hd carlton and i think that's gonna be the last book i read by them yeah um because (laughs) they were weird but then i read such a sweet book oh (laughs) gee and it's called five cents oh my gosh five sunsets by francis m thompson and that was so good. It was a, a book about, um, I can't remember their names, I didn't write it down, I just wrote the title. Um, but two people, because the way that I found this was someone asked for recommendations about realistic, like, um, relationship sex. Ah. So, like, not just all of this, like, you know, mm. uh, like high fantasy almost like everything um, just is perfect everything is perfect they always come at the same time everything's wonderful like you know so they're like I'm just looking for some like realistic sex where things don't always go right things are kind of funny sometimes like you don't always like get to completion because bad things happen like not bad things but like things things happen happen, and it's just the way that it is and so um in the literature books some of the people are authors and this author was like well I have this book 
And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to check that out. Yeah. And it was so cute. Aww. So um, it's about two people who meet while on vacation. Um, and they have five sunsets together. So that's why oh, it's called right. Five Sunsets. Yeah. Um, and so they meet on like basically the first night of her vacation. He's there with his family and she is there because her brother is the resort manager. So she's gotten mm-hmm. like a free week right. at the resort. And um, they have like an instant connection. Um, and it comes to like basically that his uh, partner had just died. And then he went like way off the rails. Like mm. his, because it was be- his best friend growing up. And then they got together um and then he died very quickly of cancer and um basically he then went on vacation with some friends to Ibiza 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 yeah (laughs) and um just like never left he stayed there for the next six months just progressively Mm -hmm. getting more drunk and more alcoholic and then uh crashed his scooter into a brick wall and almost died and then his parents are like okay, like, you're coming home with us, you're going to get your shit together. Right. <laughs> like, yes, we realize that this is, you've had, like, this really big tragedy at quite young, because he's, like, 24, I think, in the books. Oh, right. Um, and they're like, but you can't kill yourself. Like, that's, no, we're not going to let you do okay. that. <laughs> no. Um, and then, so, he meets her, and she has just come out of a divorce. Um, she's really just, you know, wanting to live her life again mm-hmm. uh, and there's an age gap there's like a 13 year age gap where she's 13 years older than him nice and so his parents are all like no no the, why do you want to anyway Ugh. that's like a whole other <laughs> but um so they have these beautiful sunsets together but one of the things is like the first time that they have sex um she hasn't had sex in a few years because her husband just, like, stopped having sex with her. And then eventually she was like, yo, I'm outie. I don't feel like you love me anymore. Yeah. And um, the first time that they have sex, the instant that he enters her, she, like, gets caught off guard by an orgasm. Like, it's just one of those, like, premature ejaculation, but, yeah. like, in a way that you don't think of. And yeah. then in that same sexual encounter his leg cramps so bad that they have to just stop and it was such a like relief almost to read this realistic depiction of like sometimes it doesn't go all like sunshine and rainbows yeah. like yeah sometimes you just you know stuff happens. stuff happens yep um i remember one time like this is tmi but one time we were like you know, in the middle, and um, Tristan accidentally burped into my mouth, oh. and like it just automatically we were, we were dying done. of laughter, but yeah. also just like done, yeah. like it, uh, arousal was gone. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but so it was such a good, cute book to read, um, and the end is so sweet and incredible, but also like. Um, they do this thing where, massive spoilers, but they do this thing where she, at the end of their five days together, goes like, listen, I love you. I want to make this work, but you're also very young Mm -hmm. and you're just finding yourself and I'm just finding myself after my divorce. And Mm -hmm. so 
let's not see each other for five years. Like one year for every sunset we had together. And then at the end of five years, we'll meet back here at this resort and see where life has taken us. Like, do we want to be together? Blah, 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 blah. You know? Five And he he initially is like, bitch, what? Like (laughs) five years. Um, But then five years pass and they meet up at the resort and it's just like no time has passed at all. Mm. But they've each individually like had other relationships and had other like life experience like she's written another book and but like what he's now owns his own restaurant like it's but like what if they were in relationships at that five-year mark when they met up again well then they either wouldn't have met up because that was like one of their things that they talked about okay it's like maybe if you've moved on then we don't meet up you know okay um but they they do get together and it's very sweet. Aww. And I just, it was such a good book. Um, very spicy, but also, like, so heartfelt. Like, they talk about all their their drama and all their, mm. like, baggage and all of these things. And like it's life? Just, like life. Wow. Like, the fact that sometimes you just come at a relationship and you've just had so much happen to you before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm yawning so much. It's not maybe because it's just early in the morning. No, I don't know. Sometimes when I drink coffee, I yawn. A lot. Oh my god. Okay, so I might have um an explanation for that. It's the ADHD. It is the ADHD. I know. It's because for people who have ADHD, coffee uh doesn't actually like caffeine doesn't like wake you up. It just allows you to like trigger those dopamine things and then oftentimes that'll like let you sleep Sleep. i know (laughs) which is funny because like if i drink too much like mine was decaf yeah if i drink too much caffeine i get Get very jittery and stuff and so i'm always like i cannot go to sleep on coffee but like i'm sitting here yawning i have absolutely at like nine ten o'clock at night had a coffee and immediately went to sleep for eight hours my parents yeah (laughs) my parents would get like a large coffee yeah at night sit down and watch tv together and then go to bed yeah i'm like what yeah and that's like absolutely the opposite of what most people they're like oh i can't drink coffee after 5 p.m or else i'll never go to sleep and i'm like I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. <laughs> I can't drink it after 12. I mean, and maybe it's different now that I'm medicated. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, my mom definitely has ADHD. But yeah. She doesn't like labels. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I've also started reading. Oh, um, sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, so those were books that I've already finished. Oh, right. Okay. Um, but I'm also in the process of reading The Ethical Slut oh, by yeah! Dossie Easton and Janet Hardy. Nice. So this is a book, it's called A Practical Guide to Polyamory, Open Relationships, and Other Freedoms in Sex and Love. Um, it's great. Yeah. I, yeah, so far. Um, they, in the first, like, chapter, basically describe how um, taking back the word slut, because, mm-hmm. like, so that it's been used derogatorily, for so long against women, but the same words um, that mean the same thing for men are are like good things. Yeah, yeah they're good things. Like a man whore yeah. is considered a good thing. And like, um, I can't remember what some of the words that they used were, but like, like a stud and like a, you mm. know, like mm-hmm. it basically means the same thing, but it's like in a positive way for men and a negative way for women. Yeah. Um, and so they're, they're just 
they talk a little bit about like taking those words back to mean what they're meant to mean. Right. And that like being a slut is not negative. It's like not a negative thing. People are allowed to explore their like sexuality and all of those things. Yeah. Um, so it's been a really interesting read so far. I'm only like a few chapters in because there's only so much of like nonfiction that I can read at a time, basically. That's fair. <laughs> um, More thinking involved. It yeah, and I'm also like um, I'm exploring this for my own like um, knowledge, basically, because I have been very fucked up by the church, and like I've talked about this before, but I have a lot of sexual shame, and so I'm trying to figure out a way to not have sexual shame. And to, like, feel comfortable in my sexuality and in my sex life. And so, like, yeah. So, reading some books about, like, attachments and stuff as well. Mm. Um, There's one that I'm going to take out of the library soon as soon as my hold comes through. It's called Polysecure. And it talks about attachments and that kind of thing within relationships. Um, So, yeah. I'm interested to read that as well. Yeah. Attachments are so interesting. Yeah. Um, I actually did a quiz the other day because, like, I see attachment stuff all the time. But, like, unsurprisingly, I have an anxious attachment. Yeah. Are we surprised? We're not surprised. I think I also have anxious attachment, which Mm. um, I haven't done a lot of research into attachment styles. Yeah. um, But I'm pretty sure I'm also anxious attachment. But, like, it's so interesting because I was... Like, I, you know, I was left alone to self-soothe and, you know, I, yeah. fe- I felt like growing up I couldn't rely on other people. Like, I had to do everything by myself. And so there's that, but then there's also this fear that, like, no one's going to like me or love me or, you know, like, it's just, it's so interesting to have those yeah. two at the same time. Yeah. It's, yeah. So. I don't, I don't know. I don't like no, it. I- um, <laughs> like, I wish that I had a more, like, secure attachment style. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, because sometimes that makes me, anxious? it makes me, like, well, anxious, <laughs> but it makes me, like, really overthink my relationships with people, um, to the point where, and we've talked about this before, about, like, friendship scales yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. to the point where, like, I have those scales, but then, um... Other people don't, they don't have those skills and they're not considering it in that way. Like there are some people that I think are so cool in my life that I really want to be friends with. And like Tristan reminds me all the time that we already are friends, you know? You're like, no. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't, but like, yes, but no. Like I'm friends with them because you are friends with them and we hang out occasionally, but I'm not friends with them in the way I'd like to be friends with them. I just don't know how to like move past my own insecurities in that way like I don't feel like I'm cool enough for them or like whatever Mm -hmm. um and then it was really funny because one of our friends was messaging Tristan and just basically being like I'm kind of intimidated by Brianna she like really feels like it feels like she has her life together and she really knows who she Ah! is and I'm just like that's such bullshit right like Like, (laughs) that is a lie um uh but like I hope I didn't break that person's confidence. I'm sorry. Uh, but you didn't identify anybody. <laughs> no. Um, but it was really funny because I was like, that's exactly how I feel about that right, person. Exactly. You know, like exactly how I feel, how exactly what they're saying is how I feel about them. Like, I yeah. feel like they are so cool put and put together and like, they know themselves and like, they, um, they have all these like cool friends and cool, like, uh, relationships with people and I just feel really intimidated. Which is funny because I think that means that 
at the core you're both feeling the same way about yourselves. Yes, yeah. Because yeah. it's not about the other person. Like, when I'm feeling intimidated by someone, yeah, it's, it's not, not the, about It's them. not, like, um, the person themselves. It's it's how I feel in relation to that person. Yes. yeah. Like, I know logically that I've had a cool life. Like, I've had a, a bunch of cool things happen. But sometimes it doesn't feel like me mm. anymore. Or, mm-hmm. like, whatever... Like, uh, Tristan reminded me the other day that we were nominated for... for an ECMA. An ECMA. Yeah. And I was like, right. Oh, yeah. Right, that did happen. Yeah. Was that 2014? Uh, God, I don't know. I don't remember. But, yeah, our choir recorded uh, Here, Here on, on These, these branches, branches by Zara Coral <gasps> Theater. on Spotify. And folks. it is gorgeous. It is. Yeah. Um, I We had a lot of fun recording... Um, it's also a lot of work, but that like was a good weekend. It was so nice. It was also really funny because oh, it was 2015. <laughs> the hashtag was ah! it was like #Zara, Zara makes an album makes an an, an album, but yep. it, it, if you read it differently, it's Zara makes an anal bum. Zara makes so, an anal bum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But here on these branches, um, it, it came out in 2015. Okay, so, so we were nominated in 2015. Yeah, and we um, were nominated against um, like people who have won multiple well, ECMAs. Well, and as well. because there isn't like a specific choral category, we yeah, were up it's against like, like Symphony music. Nova Scotia <laughs> yeah. and like a like a string quartet, and it was just like, how the hell? Do you put these things next to each other yeah. and say and that someone's better? It's so funny, too, because I felt such imposter syndrome when when it was nominated. Yeah. Where I was like, that's, what are you talking about? What? Like, part of, <laughs> what do you mean? Part of me is like, I wasn't nominated. Yeah. Our, Zara was I know. nominated. And, like, the, and then people are like, yeah, but you were in Zara. I know. I'm like, yeah. And we would have gotten, like, if we had won, which we didn't. We all would have gotten. totally fine. Yeah, but totally we fine. all would have gotten an ECMA. ECMA. Yeah. Like, it would have just been, like, one for the choir. It's, like, one for every person that was it, part of it. Yeah. And um, so it was just one of those moments in my life where I othered it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, oh, it's not me. Yeah. It's my choir. My choir sang in Carnegie Hall when I was 18. Yeah. And I'm like, no, my choir did. And people are like, yeah, but you, but you, you were there. sang in you Carnegie did Hall. It. And I'm like, yeah, but, but like, don't choir. make it sound like it was just me. Like, I was, I, in know. A, I was in a mass choir. Like, I think there were like 200 yeah. to 300 singers. And like, so it almost feels like it's not your achievement. Right. It's, it's the, the choir's achievement. achievement. Yeah. How fucked is that? It's really fucked up. And Jesus. I think about that all the time. Like, not all the time, but I've, I've been thinking about that recently is like, there's these really cool fucking things that I've done in my life, mm. but I almost feel like I haven't done them because they were done in, in a group. group. Like, like you went to Ontario, fatty legs, for fatty legs, yeah, with Serene, and like and like incredible, ugh, like I'm just so upset. I know it just didn't work out. I, know. I had a new job. Yeah, um, but. but like yeah, I think about that and like the fact that my uh, high school choir. Um, ABHC, Annapolis Valley Honor Choir, like, we went to Paris and Prague. Yeah. And toured around there. We were on Prague television. Like, like, they're, they're Zara news. did it. Like, Zara I don't did know. A, um, what is this? Collaboration. Yeah, with Radio Radio. With Radio Radio on Oh my CBC. god. I totally forgot I'd done right? that. That was so much fun. And, yeah, because, um, so I've been following them since we did that. Yeah. Right? So they're, they're a, uh, a duo 
from Montreal? I want to say Quebec. Yeah, like yeah. I don't know specifically where, um, but they're a French like hip. I want hip hop. What would you classify them? as? I'm looking them up okay. so that I can get like the. Um, but electro Zara. electro hip hop band. Yes. Oh shit! They're from Claire and Moncton. Oh shit! What? Yeah. Okay. Like they're very French, and so yes. Yeah. Um, they're like uh, yeah. They rap in Chiac. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and they, so our choir did backup for them. So Zara did backup yeah. on one of their But it was like a, songs? it was like a, no, it was like. Album? No. I can't oh remember my, what the fuck we did. It was we like were a, on the radio. We were, we were on television. It was like yeah. on CBC. Um, yeah. What was it called? Um, CBC, <laughs> Zara, radio. Um, but it was like, we performed in front of an audience, a studio audience, and like, we would sing some of their songs and they would sing like some of our, yeah. oh, Atlantic Airwaves. Um, yeah. so it was a performance by radio with us. Um, oh, please don't start playing. Um, <laughs> but, but like, what a cool yeah, thing. Like, like they, they wrote out music and we were like trying to learn it and like, it I, was so much fun. Yeah. Eight years ago. I know. 2014. That's so wild. Wow. But it's such a cool thing that we did that I just like almost don't think about because it didn't feel like I did it. Right. Even though like I obviously you did and I was there and like, did it. but there's something about having done it in a group mm-hmm. that makes it feel like it's not my accomplishment. Right. But it is. Yeah. Because I'll tell, I'll just, you know, be chatting and whatever and I'll go like, oh, that one time that I was in... Mm. Like, um, I got these earrings when we were in Ottawa for the Fatty Legs tour. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I got these when I was on tour in Ottawa. Right. And then somebody was like, what do you, what were you on tour for? And I was like, oh, like my choir did this show called Fatty Legs. It's, uh, you know, whatever. And they're like, like the book. And I'm like, oh my God, do you know about the yeah, book? Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. And it was this whole thing where uh, they're like, that's so cool. And I was like, yeah, it really was. Like, it really it was. It really was. <laughs> like, or like my Manitoba mucklucks. Like yeah. I we got them as like a thank you gift for doing this tour, which yeah. like highly recommend Manitoba mucklucks. They are incredible. I'm saving up for a pair. They're very expensive, but for a reason. For a reason. Because um they actually they own their own um factory in Vietnam. That's where they're made. Mm. Um but they're made with the like offshoots of the food industry so like all of the fur like um my mucklets are made of rabbit fur and all of that fur mm-hmm. comes from the food industry in europe because they eat more rabbit in europe than they do like what? here i think they were a canadian company they are a canadian oh company. okay okay but it is a little cheaper to right. have your um like factories mm-hmm. overseas and but they pay a Canadian minimum wage oh, to nice. their factory workers. So their factory workers are actually the Very some well of the paid. highest paid people in Vietnam. Yeah. Um, and then they also have like their story boot collections, which are hand beaded in Canada by indigenous people. They're so gorgeous. They're like they're worth the money. Oh, when I absolutely. tell you that I got these in what was that? Two twenty sixteen. Sixteen. No, yeah, because I got married that year, 2017. Oh, yeah, I was going to say it was 2016 or 2017. 2017 because I had my wedding. I took the entirety of October off because I had my wedding and then we went to Ontario. Right. Yeah. Um. So they're a Canadian company and I've had them since 
2017 and they are still I wear them they're every in, single day in the yeah, winter. Yeah, they're in really good condition. Yeah. Um now I'm just looking them up. I know, they're so good. They're like 2 to 4 $500. Yeah, like some of like waterproof snowy owl, like they're tall and they're 275. Yeah. Like, but they're and, so beautiful and so well you would made. You pay that much for Blundstones yes. or whatever. Or like Hunter Rain Boots. And like <gasps> these are so much Look better. Look at these. Look at I the artwork. No. Oh and like this is made by Carolyn Monet. Um, like if you go to like about the artist, yeah. it talk, talks all about Carolyn and oh. like who it who they are. And like it's just, it's so incredible. So Manitoba Mucklucks. Um, I think they're, are they called Manitoba? There's Manitoba. Yeah. 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 Maklucks. Yep. But like, they're oh, so good. So and they have look, so many. You have. Yeah. And they have so yeah. many different like kinds and styles. And uh, colors. They have winter, summer, day to day. The tall, the tall wrap. wrap. Oh, they're they so beautiful. They just look so like. And they're so warm. I like, sh- I should actually get a pair because like, I get chill blains in the winter because yes. my feet get cold They're and then so warm. warm. They're so soft. Like, I can't talk highly enough about them. Mm. Um, but it's, like, it's so cool because we've done all these cool things. Yeah. And yet, and yet we're like, I, no, I haven't done anything. Yes. Yeah. And yet I'm like, oh, I'm the most boring person ever. And yeah. then I'll be chatting and say something, like, wildly cool. Yeah. And... It's not even. It's like it's like when I'm like, oh yeah, like when I shot that film last October, people are like, I'm sorry, what? And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> like it was a feature film. Yeah, it's coming out in October, but like it wasn't me. It was right. It was a cast and it was a crew, a cast of, and, and but it was. But you. it was me. It I was know. you. Um, yeah. I think about that a lot because I genuinely believe I'm a pretty boring person. You're not. And then, and then I'll say things like this yeah. where I'm like uh, just listed off a bunch of cool accomplishments. Do you know what I think it is? You spend a lot of time with people who have done similar things. Yeah. And so you're you're like, oh, but we've all done this. My, but then you get yeah, out of that group of my, people. My, like, scale for it is so much different than other people. Right. Because, like, to be honest, the Nova Scotia coral, coral community is not that big. Right. So you do cool things in that community, mm-hmm. but everyone in that community has also done cool things. Yes. And so, yeah, it feels a little bit like, oh, well, your accomplishments are more impressive or cooler or whatever. Right. Because, like, when you're in a group of, like, in a choir, like, some of the people in the choir are, like, directors and playwrights. And, yeah. Like, Just you know, really cool like people. Like, school teachers or, yeah. like, you know like parents and like all this kinds of stuff and you're just like oh oh i go home and i read books right like (laughs) yeah i still feel like a 13 year old kid like you know but when you get out of that little bubble and you're around people who didn't or were never part of any kind of bubble like that yeah it's it's like oh oh these things actually are really cool yeah like i have worked twice now with the English composer Bob Chilcott. Which is incredible. Right? But like to me I'm like, yeah, but he's just like a lovely man. Like he's just I know. He's just Bob Chilcott. But people are like, But it's Bob, Bob Chilcott? Chilcott? Yeah. Right? And I'm like, yeah. Like hmm. Um <laughs> it was funny. D- didn't Zara also have something written for us by 
uh, several Jeff, people. Jeff Ends and like, yep. um, uh, what is his name? Oh my Ed, god, Edward. Edward Enman, yep. but also, uh, who did sleep? What is Eric his name? Whitaker? Yeah. Did Eric Whitaker write something? For yeah. Him? What? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, I need to look this up now. I did not know that. I can't remember what the title was, but it was like, um, with, in conjunction with a couple of other people, wrote like a, a song for us. And like, I don't know. But it's so cool. All of these cool things have happened. Yeah. And like, I don't really think about them all that much in my day to day. Right. Oh, so. now I want to listen to sleep. I know. Oh, I uh, love If you singing like choral music. music. Eric Whitaker writes the crunchiest, most gorgeous music of all time. And then it comes to this, like, beautiful resolution where it's yeah. just, like, it gives me chills just to, th- like, look, it gives me chills just I to know. think about it. Because, like, the soulness of it. Oh, it's like, what is yes, the song? I don't know. I, could, I didn't immediately find it. Um, I bought a few books um, by this... Um, like piano books by this company. They're called mm-hmm. Wonder Keys. And they have pop arrangements of um, classical pieces. Ah, oh, incredible. And so, like, there's the Beethoven sessions, the yeah. Chopin, the Amadeus, Mozart. And then there's the Victress sessions, which oh. are all female composers that, you know, we don't really know a lot. Of, or, we like, we didn't really learn a lot about because yeah. women. Women aren't important. Right. Yeah, um, but I was playing through, there's a for release one, yeah. and I was playing through it last night, and I had one of my students sight read it, and I don't know if you know anything about cadences, or like the ends of phrases, or like the way chords move, or anything like that. Ish, because like I've been in like bands and stuff, yeah. but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't so, have that like theory yeah, knowledge of it. Yeah. So, well, so like a normal cadence, like at the end of a piece or whatever, is going to go like your five, one, like your dominant to your tonic. Like mm. it sounds very much like like a finale, like a final, yeah, yeah f- like the, like the end. But there's also something called a deceptive cadence, okay, where instead of going to one, which is like the home, yeah, it goes to six. Oh. Six in a major key is minor. Yeah. So, whereas one is major. So, A, that's a shock. It has two of the notes that are the same. And so it sounds so similar, but so different. And it just, whenever you get a deceptive cadence, usually you don't expect it. And so it's just like, if you hear five, you're like, cool, it's going to one. And mm-hmm. then it goes to six and you're, and you're like, like, whoa. <gasps> yeah. yeah. And so there's this part in the fur lease arrangement where you're going four, five. And the way that it's climbing up, you want you're it like, to go to six so bad, but it doesn't. It goes to one. <sighs> and so I was telling my student and I was playing around with it last night. I was like, no. I was like, I know that I didn't write this, but it's an arrangement of, an, of a piece and I'm going to arrange the arrangement. This is now six. This yeah. is not one because... I need I need that, that sound. Yeah, I yeah. need that just like oh like yeah. oh I could geek out of my music <laughs> So if anyone understood what I just said, thank you. Or like just like I'm so glad. I love yeah. music theory and um yeah, it's just good. Did you find the piece? Not the one that I maybe I'm wrong. But like uh so when we went to uh Paris and Prague with AVHC. Mm. Um, we went to, I think it's called the St. Nicholas the Lesser Church. <laughs> um, Prague. 
Paha. Uh, yeah, St. Saint Nicholas Church in Prague. It's in Lesser Town. That's why it's called oh, St. Nicholas the Lesser. Okay, it's not like he was lesser. Yeah. And it is Gorgino. It is beautiful. Mm. Um, but it's also an active monastery. So they actually have monks and nuns who live there. What? Um, and practice there. Um, and we went in and we called it, it was really funny, we called it the Church of the Baby Jesus because when you're in there, they have this effigy of the baby Jesus that you have to do everything towards. Oh. So, like, if you're praying, if you're singing, if you're doing it, you're doing it towards the effigy of the baby Jesus. Right. Um, and we sang uh, Eric Whitaker's Luke's Arunque, <gasps> which is one of the most beautiful oh. pieces of all time. It's acapella. Do you think I can play some of it? I think we could play, like, a few seconds of it. Yeah, because I don't um, want to get shut down for copyright. No. <laughs> But just a reminder, this is Eric Whitaker's piece. Um, and it's going to take me a second. It's so beautiful. Um, oh, you can get rid of your But it's literally one of my favorite pieces. And we sang this in this church. And the acoustics were incredible. Yeah. Like. Um, and so we sang this it's in this church nice. and it's, it just, it spun oh. in the air and the like reverberations of it just like, and it was the closest I've felt to God in a long, long time. Wow. Like it was so beautiful and just like for a group of teenagers, the reverence that happened at the end when like we finished the piece and usually we like finish a piece and we just like immediately start like chatting or like whatever and we finish the piece and we just like sat in it mm -hmm. and the reverence for that moment was just like the most beautiful moment oh. and I just like I love that choir led me there yeah. like oh it's yeah. so good yeah I I miss singing in choir mm -hmm. so so much it's like such a visceral deep yeah feeling of yeah. longing yeah um like a hundred percent if christina messaged me and was like hey we're starting zara rehearsals it's on sundays i was like i would be like yeah i'm there like i'm a hundred percent there like yeah i i miss, I miss it. it i needed to leave to like figure out um, who I was outside of yeah. the choirs and stuff. Yeah. But I definitely miss that. Yeah. Um, so now I just sing along to the radio. Yeah. Yeah. I was tempted to audition for the Aeolian Singers, mm -hmm. um, but they rehearse on Monday nights and I teach. Yeah. So I was like, I guess not. But like, yeah. I'm oh. also just not sure how much of a commitment <clears throat> I can give to anyone right now like I'm I'm super struggling with like my mental health like those last couple of years has just been so heavy and like a lot that I'm just like a little afraid to make like a long-term commitment to anything right so you're like I can yeah. be a floater yeah like I can come in if you like need like an extra voice once or twice but like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. um so it. yeah I do I miss like being in a group that does music. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like I, you know, I teach people all week and I dance, but it's not there's the something, same. There's something about like being in a band or an orchestra or a choir that just feels different than when you're doing something solo. Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. Oh, like even when I listen to movie soundtracks and stuff, I'm like, maybe I could learn an instrument and play movie mm-hmm. soundtracks. And then I'm like, oh God, that would take so freaking long. It's a lot of effort. It's a lot of effort. And like, I have a guitar, so I have my dad's guitar sitting over there and like, I still haven't done anything with it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The acid reflux is, oh. my, my vocal cords are just like, they're The other so... day, mm. I literally like yesterday maybe, the day before, I just had this, like, an overwhelming, like, acid reflux. And then I was, like, looking for, like, Rolaids, Tums, like, mm-hmm. antacids. And I didn't have any in the house. No. And I was, it was, like, midnight. So there was, like, nowhere no. for me to go to, like, get more. And I was, like, God damn it. So I need to pick some up today. Um, I have a ton. And I don't actually use them. I you only use, use them? no. I only oh. use them like that one day. Huh. Yeah. So you can have them. Yeah, I'll take them. There, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was easy. That was uh, easy. yeah, because you know what, acid reflux is not fun. No, I'm still on a meprazole. Um, mm, yeah. My, my doctor wants me to go for like, well, I just picked up my new refill, so like another two weeks and then start weaning off of it yeah. to see if like that settled it down or if. It's more like it's, a long term. Yeah. Yeah. But like I can still feel it in my vocal cords when I sing mm-hmm. that they're just like a little bit inflamed and they don't want to sing as high. And I'm like, please no. You're like, I don't want to lose my no. range. I know. <laughs> so it's like, ugh. Um, I know that it, if I got back into it, I'd be able to like expand, like expand my range mm-hmm. again. Um, but right now I have a pretty like mid range. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mine's very low. I, it's getting lower. Like, oh, the older I get, the, it's like... It's getting lower, is it? <laughs> the more, like, <clears throat> so I'm Yeah, getting... right? I think, yeah. It's funny, because... Uh, when was it? The second year that I auditioned for the Nova Scotia Youth Choir. Yeah. Christina was, like... Because she was... Um, the, of, like, the resident conductor, conductor that yeah. year. And she was, like, you know that you're an, a oh, soprano, right? Yeah, and I was, like, like, no. No. <laughs> I was like, I've literally, I, th- I sang second soprano in the Cantatrice Ensemble for one year, and then I was moved to alto, and I just always sang yeah. alto. And she's like, yeah, the reason that they put you in alto is because you can hit the notes, and, and you they can sight read. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and you can sight read, and you have rhythm. And I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> I was like, well, I definitely don't feel like a soprano, because I feel like a little, like, meek child yeah when i try and sing high like i have no um i've been working on it but like i have no support like confidence or, yeah. in your upper no. range no it um, sounds very like christina was mm. the first person to ever introduce me to whistle tones mm. um yep. because in my audition we were um for zara we were doing like scales or whatever mm-hmm. and it was just to find out my range so like my bottom range wasn't very far like it's better now yeah um but like it didn't go down very far but then I got to a certain point and I was like oh I'm done and she was like 
No, I don't think you are, actually. <laughs> like, I don't know if you know this. And I was like, no. And so she taught me all about whistle tones. And then we went. And in I, your audition? In my Amazing. audition. And we went, like, another octave and a half maybe and that was like right like huge for me I've never like, what am I, I was doing? like holy shit yeah. like um but I don't have a I've never really had a lot of confidence mm. in my singing either it's part of the reason why I have major stage fright to do it alone um like I am totally fine to be in a choir yeah but like singing on my own is not my biggest jam I <laughs> so. don't know if I've ever heard you sing yeah, probably not. Yeah. The other thing that I do is, like, if people are like, oh, sing for me, I'll, like, purposely sing bad. Mm-hmm. So that <laughs> I don't ask again? Yeah. 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 I'm like, haha, it sounds better in a choir. Yeah. I used to uh, just, like, sing my sop one, not the melody at all part sometimes to just to be, like, this is what it's like to be in a choir yeah. uh, alone. Right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't actually sing the melody. I don't actually sing the melody. Thanks for chatting with me. Yeah. Like, um, <laughs> no, yeah. I rarely sing boom, boom, in front of people. Like, unless yeah. I have, like, some sort of, like, I'll sing along to the radio and that's mm. fine. But, like, I rarely actually just sing. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's, that's, like, um... Self-esteem, basically. Like, I don't... Like, I'm very worried that I'm not going to sound perfect or beautiful or whatever. And right. So, I yeah. just don't do it. Yeah. Um, Objection I've, sensitivity mm, dysphoria. <laughs> I have been playing piano for almost 30 years. Mm-hmm. And when people hear that, they're like, you must be really good. And I always am like, like, I'm okay. I'm fine. Because... If they ask me to play something for them, I get so nervous that, that you it fuck usually it up. fucks up. Yes. And so then I just confirm that I'm okay. I know. Uh, that's Same when I'm... I sing. Like, people yeah. are like, oh, can you sing? I'm like, Mary, hallelujah. Like, I, it's like I have no wind yes. in my sails. And I'm like, there, I just confirmed I'm like, I know. that I'm not great. I know that I can sing better than this. Right. I, I can't do it in front of you, but, I, but think, I know I can. But I think my fear is that, like, if they hear that I've been playing for 30 years and they're like, play something, it's like they expect, like, like Glenn Gould to sit yes. down and play the piano. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, uh, but that's not me. Uh-huh. Or if they want me to sing something, it's like they expect, like, opera, opera or, like, or, I don't know. Like, like something. Like, uh, Selena amazing. Gomez. Yeah. Or like just um, being Kelly Taylor Clarkson, Swift. Whatever. Like, and it's just like. Again, like that's I yeah. I usually tell people like, oh, I do my the majority of my singing in a choir. So do you have a choir? Because if you, you have, have one, track? <laughs> if you have one right now, I'll sing for you. Yeah. But otherwise, uh, no, no. Um, <laughs> recently I've been really into singing like breakup songs. Oh, <laughs> so you know, like um, like songs that are about like uh, just. You know, like, someone's like breakup. sad or, ones or angry ones. Like the angry breakup Ooh. songs. I love those. Hey, every anyway. Yeah, yeah. Everything about you. you. So yeah, good. so good. <laughs> um, and uh, the one that's like covering the internet is Demi Lovato's seventh. No, it's called Twenty Nine. I want to say. I've probably um, heard it. So it's talking about her relationship, uh, with. I can't remember what his name is. I 
don't care enough to look it up. <laughs> uh, but basically, she was 17, then when they met, he was 29. And the course of it goes something like, um, like, I'm now the age that I was when, or that you were when we met. Right. And, um, like, I wouldn't ever think about this. Like, I wouldn't think about... Are you uh, looking at the I lyrics? am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, fine, it goes, finally 29. Oh, funny, just like you were at the time. Thought it was a teenage dream, just a fantasy, but was it yours or was it mine? 17, 29. 29. And the way she says it, she goes, 17, 29, and it's so fucking good. Mm. And I just, I love it so much. Um, but it's also like, now like kind of a trick, TikTok trend where oh, people yeah. are like posting photos of their similar relationships. Right. Where you're like, wow. Like, <laughs> I would never have considered dating someone that age at my age now. You know, like, as someone who's now wow. 30, there's no way in hell that I would date someone, like, like uh, in their 20s. No. Like, in, like, their early 20s. Like, there's no way in my mind that I'd be like, oh, you're 21? Yeah, let's date. Like, bleh. <laughs> Sorry, what? No, gross. No. I've, like, <laughs> I've literally always, I mean, like... A bunch of my friends are always like half your age plus seven. I'm like no, but even still, that's young. Like half of my age is sixteen plus seven is twenty three, and oh my god, that's ten years younger than me. But also like no, uh, no, that's they're in a completely different part of their life. Yeah. Like I am so much more mature than I was mm. at you know whatever twenty three twenty four yeah. Like, what so a whole lifetime has happened yes yeah. yeah it's a completely different generation and i realize that like the older you get the more that like levels off to a point where like yeah it, it doesn't really but matter what the difference between is between the age of like 18 and 30 there's You're a doing big difference so many changes yeah. i had three careers in that time yeah like um and it's just like like, there was something where it's like, yeah, sure, as soon as someone turns 18, they're legally an adult. But, like, they're, they're not an still adult. a kid. They're still a child. Right? Like, come on. And um, so I was watching a video that was talking that about that. very judgy, but, like. No. I feel very confident in saying, like, you need to date similar ages. Like, I understand that age gaps are, like, a thing, and sometimes they work out perfectly, but, like, really consider why a 29-year-old is dating you at 17. Like, they, really consider. Because they listen to Andrew Terry. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, really consider why that person is going after someone that is so much younger than them. Like, just... Um, from both both perspectives. Both perspectives. Like, not just... Because for the majority of it, it's, like, older men dating younger women. Yeah. But, like, it even happens. if you're, like, a... So, that was weird. Anyway. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> even if you are, like, a 17-year-old man. I'm going to say man, but boy. A 17-year-old boy and, like, a 29, 30 woman tries to st start dating you. Like, there's something... Still wrong with that. Iffy and yeah. wrong about that. Yeah. So, like, anyway. Yeah, I, um, I hate seeing that trope in, like, high school shows. Yeah, so like, they started talking about Celine Dion because Celine Dion married her, um, uh, he was, like, her manager, her husband, Renee. Oh, yeah. Um, they got married at, I 
think Celine was 18, 19. Um, but they, you know, I'm going to look this yeah, up now. They had known each other. Um, they met when she was 12 mm. and he is quite a bit older than her. Like he's like, he was like in her third, in his thirties, forties when she was 12. I think he, is he alive? I no, he remember. died. He died. 16. Um, so he, so she is currently 54. He died six years ago at the age of 73. So he was born in yeah. 1942. She was born in 1968. Tw- um, 1942, 1968, 26 years? 26 years difference. And so they met when she was 12. Um, they got and- married when she was... So 1994? 20, she was 26, okay. but like still. But they started a relationship, I think, when she was like mm-hmm. 18. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's like really creepy. <laughs> I mean, even in... Um, it feels like yeah, grooming. He, he is what her, it feels yeah, like. he met her at 12. Um, even like the, the novel, um, The Time Traveler's Wife. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. It's like a, there's people are bringing up a lot of issue with that because of the same thing. Like he because he's a time traveler, like he meets her when he's like in his 20s, mm-hmm. but she is a literal child. child. Like she, I think they first time that they meet because I have this book, I've read this book. Yeah. Um the first time they they meet, I think she's between 5 and 7. Yeah, she's quite um, young. They like meet in the her backyard basically yeah um and he keeps like reappearing in her backyard um as she grows actually grows up and then eventually they get married um and there's also like there's this one part uh that i keep seeing because they're making they've made a new tv show so it was a book that was turned into a movie with rachel mcadams yeah. but now there's a tv show oh and that's I, why everyone's talking about that's it again. when everyone's okay. talking about it again is because there's a new tv show right. and i keep seeing this one scene in the tv show where she has been on like a date or something and um then the guy starts getting like a little rough sexually with her and he kind of like appears to like pull him off of her and then he's like uh the the other guy says like um uh she likes it rough and she's like no she doesn't she's my wife and he like they she didn't know that she didn't know that they get married oh and so like it's this big like reveal moment in the show but right. also like a little bit of her being like wow you are taking the choice out of my hands right like <laughs> yeah know, like i might be married to you but like right. i'm not there yet i'm not that person yet right like you already are but i'm not yeah like so yeah that's a whole other thing where, like, the whole book is kind of problematic, but also, like, a really nice love story. Yeah. If I, you like, just ignore some of the problematic stuff about yeah, it. Yeah, like, because I read the... No. I, I think I have read the book. Mm-hmm. I might have only partially read it because I saw the movie first. Yeah. And then I tried to go back and watch the movie after I had read most or all of the book. And I was just like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I yeah. moved on. Um... And I know that it's, like, this whole thing about, like, well, time travel is, like, it's not real and it's, like, really weird, but I don't know. I I feel like you can find a lot of problematic things in a lot of media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look hard enough. There's problems everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Can you pass me that glass of water? Yeah. I'm feeling very, like, There's only, like, a tiny, tiny bit. I know. Thank you. Um, yeah. Oh. Today might be a shorter episode. I think so. Yeah. 
I think this is probably a good spot. Feeling like to... a natural closing off point. Yeah. Mm. Um, we're so glad to be back. Yeah. This is episode 20. 20. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's fun. Yeah. Um, you can listen to us on all major listening platforms. Um, Google, Spotify, and Apple. Um, I was really excited to see that total views are over three, or total listens are over 300. Yay! Which is, yeah, 336. That's like, so exciting. It's so exciting. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Books and Bisexuals. Oh, we're up to 40. On That's the first so episode. That's so cool. Are we yeah. still super low on... Oh, don't, uh, we're at six. Oh, so, six, okay. Yeah, so episode seven, <laughs> Don't Fuck With The Supernatural, um, for the longest time only had three plays. Yeah. And I, and other ones, like, after that have yeah, more. Like, yeah, and like, 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 literally episode nine has 21. And so it was just funny because... We were like, oh, maybe, maybe it's... Maybe it's the title. The title. But um, the title's so appropriate. So, so we're, we're not, not going to change, change it, it, but... But episode seven was good. I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, I talked about horror books in that one. And we talked about... Um, Elisa Lam. Yeah. I finished and, that documentary. Yeah. 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 So... I think if you haven't listened to it, um, like, give it a try. Because I think maybe the title is mm. turning people off. Yeah. But uh, not, I don't think I really that. enjoyed that. I enjoyed yeah. the... Like, I'm scared of the dark. Literally yeah. scared of the dark. I make pathways to get through my house. With light. Night, with light. <laughs> Um, like I, I chain turn lights on. Yeah. Um, so, and I wasn't scared of the episode. Yeah. But like also no judgment if you don't want to listen yeah, to it. Yeah, it's, it's totally fine. But You're allowed to listen to it. I just, I thought it was funny that like that particular episode is like so the yeah. least listened to. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was funny. But anyway. thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be in your ears next week provided nothing goes wrong obviously yeah uh, well and but this episode will be out tomorrow yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i'll yeah. write the description and um, it'll be great which means we gotta post something so that we keep the grid going yeah yeah <laughs> we'll figure it out whatever yeah. we love well, you we love goodbye you. bye bye